Hello and welcome to another episode of the Problematic Sticker Anime Podcast. I am your host, Gary. And as always, I am joined by my amazing co-host, Alfonso and Ben. Alfonso, say hello. Hello, hello, Gary. Hello to the listeners, to the followers. Yes, yes. How has Alfonso been? I've been great. Can't complain. Anime is great. I have to say, I have to say, because I, I kind of did a little change to the, the chart of all the animes we're going to recommend for this year. So I'm doing it as, um, in terms of rounds. And as far as round one goes, um, yeah, great, great starts for the 2022 year. So I hope we keep it up. So, yeah. Yeah, I hope so, too. Thanks for uh, keeping count of that, because I'm going to forget the animes we watch. So <laughs> I'm counting on you to remind me. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, mm-hmm, well, mm-hmm. Good to have you here today. Uh, ben, how hey, has the anime been for you? Pretty good, thank you. I'm really looking forward to talking about this week's one. It was interesting. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'll be honest, I'm mostly excited for in a couple of weeks because it's only a few weeks until we get the Dragon Ball Battle Hour. So, um, and I'm you're expecting for that. the release date for Superhero? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And another unannounced game, possibly. Ooh. Not a release date, but you know, it. an announcement. Xenoverse 2 finally coming to PS5 with none of the DLC that you have was, to buy separately. Supposedly that was actually a translation <laughs> error. Oh, great. So, don't ever expect so Xenoverse 2. That's to never going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Wow, they sure didn't care about uh, fixing that typo, <laughs> did they? <laughs> so, yeah. But expect Fantastic. Universe Two DLC at least, because yeah, because we got new DLC out this this year at least. So yeah, yeah, yay! Oh. But no, supposedly there's another Dragon Ball game in development that they haven't announced yet. Supposedly, if rumors are true. Also, there's the anime supposedly coming drama. back this year. So. Yeah, uh, I'm guessing we're gonna get another trailer for um, whatever that other one would sell is. I forgot the same already. Uh, time Breakers. Is that what it's called? I think so. Dragon Ball huh. Time. The, the, the Breakers. I think it's just The Breakers. You're right. Yeah. I'm sure we'll get another trailer of that. Probably of either Boo or Frieza this time. I'm excited yeah. to see how Frieza plays in that one. <laughs> but anywho. I'm excited to play as, as Boo. Yeah, Dragon Ball The Breakers. Mm-hmm. Which is release date of this year, so maybe we'll see a release date. Probably, I don't know, June. I feel like June. Mm-hmm. By the way, that's oh. no knowledge. If anyone asks if I get that right, I have no idea. I'm just throwing the dart at a wall. <laughs> just, just want to say add sure to that. Sure you are, man. Sure you are. <laughs> um. But yeah, uh, Dragon Ball Superhero uh, should be coming out soon. Hopefully we'll get uh, another trailer here soon. Hopefully showing a little more than what we've seen. We've finally just seen characters standing around doing not much of anything. I kind of want to see some action already. Um, and some of the other characters, like, we still haven't really technically... I mean, technically we've seen them, but not really. We haven't really seen Vegeta. Um, I want to see some more Vegeta and what he plays. Uh... Cool news, though. Apparently, um, 
action figures already in development. Uh, you can even pre-order some of them. Uh, there's an action figure of uh, Kid Pan in a little schoolgirl outfit, which I kind of want. Um, there's one of Piccolo, one of Gohan with his glasses on, which is interesting, in his uh, Piccolo uh, gi. Um, the two androids, and there is an action figure of Vegeta, so you can go and check that out. But there's no action figure of Goku announced, which is weird. Um, but there is one of Vegeta, so you can go check those out if you I, want to. I, uh, maybe the Goku figure comes with some of this plot spoiler. That's why. Like a brawly? Yeah. <laughs> Collect all the action maybe. figures and you can bake your own brawly. Or maybe, big twist, um, this is the future that Trunks warned them about and Goku dies from a heart attack virus like he was supposed to. <laughs> No, because he took the medicine. Things change. Of the disease he was the only one infected by? No, it was... <laughs> no. It became... After Goku got it, it became a disease that hit a lot of people in the future. So they made... Uh, the, the, the capture court made an antivirus for it, uh, cure for it. So he was patient zero then? Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. We just say it was an avian virus. He got it from Yardit. Which means Vegeta probably has it now, too. Because he hung out over there. <laughs> uh, but anywho... Oh, excuse me. Um, I guess we should just get into the anime, then, unless anybody has well, some news they want to talk about. It's not kind, It's not much news, but talking about Dokken Battle. Dokken Battle is currently going at its 7th anniversary. Um, In Japan, with- yes. With Super Saiyan 4, Gogeta, and technically Gogeta Blue, but not really Gogeta Blue. Um, by the way, those units are broken as hell when I want them. You know. Super effective against all types, additionals, counters, dodge. They have ev- they, they have everything. Um, but in the first time since, I think, for the fourth anniversary, they have been first place for... For about nine days on the iOS store. Nine days straight of first place. So that's yeah. pretty crazy. For a seven year old mobile game. And you're gonna get five stones for it. <laughs> well they already got a hundred <laughs> stones, so they might get more. Oh nice. They are they, they, they always get about a hundred stones if they're in first place in Japan. So um I've decided to skip all banners now until the anniversary because of how broken the units are. They're just there's no point summoning on anything else. It's sad, really, but it's, it's true. Gary, what about you? What are your thoughts on the anniversary so far? Uh, I, I don't play the Japanese version, but um, I don't really care for the units. I'm tired of <laughs> Gogeta. Like, I don't know. I. I'm getting kind of tired of getting a lot of the same characters. Um, and I get why we're getting them. Um, but I feel like in Doken, the the super units are so much more favored than the extreme units that it really bothers me. Because I, I definitely want more and better extreme units. I really do. And we know, I think we pretty much can say yeah. together, Ben, that 
we got two Gogetas here as two Doken Fests, which means the LRs are probably going to be the two extreme units, probably Brawly and Omega Shenron. And that's yeah. bullshit because the LR units are so much harder to get than the Doken units. That's so not fair. <laughs> Especially as Shenron me. and Broly are banner, uh, banner units as well. Mm-hmm. They've got a really broken Shin Shenron. But the issue is he, you can't really run Sin because he has three teams. And all three teams are crap. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So... I think he's on GT bosses, which only has one lead. And he's not good. Well, he's, no, I should say he's a good unit. He's just not a good unit for what his lead for some reason. Like, Super 17 does not link well with any other GT boss except for androids, and there's no android GT bosses except for him. Mm. Um, so he, I'm not saying the card, the card itself is bad. The card itself is good. It's just that it's not a good lead. And then I think it's Shadow Dragon Saga and one other category Sin, Sin is on. That's it. That's it. It's like... Crash. Uh, yeah, you would think they'd at least do an easy A for Omega Shenron by now. Hopefully, you know. we'll get our easy A soon. So, hopefully, because they haven't announced the easy A's yet for the anniversary. Mm-hmm. So, people are hoping that Omega Shenron will be one of the ones that easy A. And yeah. Super Saiyan 4 Gogeta. Um, and if that's the case, it'll be, it'll be decent-ish. Uh, what's his categories? Yeah, he's in on human in human deeds, shadow dragons, and GT bosses. That's it. Well, the problem with inhuman deeds is they don't have a good leader yet. <laughs> I don't like, even the have best leader, leader is still. Oh, the the they leader have... is LR Vegeta and Nappa. Yeah, that's their only <laughs> leader. They have no sub leaders. Yeah, and and good luck getting them to link with anybody else. So. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, cause... The best team in Inhuman Deeds is a Frieza team, but there's no Frieza yeah. leader for that team. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm excited for the anniversary. Yeah. I, I don't, I, I, I don't mind the units. Um, I'm more excited for the free to play units where I'm looking forward to the new Bomber and Vegeta card. Um, mm-hmm. So that'd be fun because we're getting a, there's a Chichi and Goku and a Bomber and Vegeta. Um, ECA unit that's coming out, um, which means it'll, that the only reason why I'm excited for the bomb and Vegeta is because that'll activate ECA margin Vegeta's passive. <laughs> that's the only reason why, because it's a bomber card. You need bomber on your team for margin Vegeta. So yeah, yeah. You you mentioned the the shitty teams and stuff like the new androids that we just got on Global, uh, yeah. Future Seventeen and Eighteen. A fantastic card. Like, yeah. one of the best fucking extreme cards in the game. Um, Crazy damage the more tech orbs they absorb. They gain key yeah. with every rainbow absorb. They essentially are immune to key attacks. Because uh, yeah. he just blocks them. But their leader, Worldwide Destruction, I think it's called, is absolute garbage. Yeah. As a category leader, it literally has nobody that they themselves can link with. Because every other future 17 and 18 cards are shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, so again, you have this amazing card that you can't really use as a leader because 
the category is garbage, but it's a good card on, say, an Android Steam, sure. But I'm just like, come on, man. Again, you make this amazing card, and I can't do anything with this card. It's stupid. Just like Garlic Jr. Garlic Jr. was a great card, and he's got two, literally the two categories that he's in, and if you want to build an extreme team with him on it, you get like four units you can put on that team. You can't even make a full six-man team. It's like, what the hell? What's the point? So, uh, I will say there's been some weird stuff going on with Dokkan recently. Like, um, they removed it now. But when the last up, when the anniversary launched, they had. I don't know. If, I don't know if you know about the title system. Oh. The what? The title system. Mm-mm. Okay, in part two of version Z, you'll get a power level based on how much stuff you've done in the game. Uh, more rainbow units, more stages completed, and all that. Like, that increases your power level. Power level does nothing. It's just like a number to show your friends. Um, but there's also a title system that they added where if you've done certain things in the game, you unlock bonus titles that you can add to your profile. Um, a lot of the stuff, uh, not too bad, like complete SBR and, um, do, just like do events, like, you know, the old story events and stuff like that and do easy A's. Mm. Um, you get titles for doing them. By the way, the easy A's, you have to beat up to floor 77 to get the title. Um, so if you want the easy A title, you have to beat up to floor se- level 77 of the easy A to get it. But they mm. also, in this update that they removed, by the way, in another update, because it was ridiculous, they added a title for every link skill in the game. So if you got a, you had to get up to three level 10 links of that, t- of that link to get the title, but some of the, um, titles the links, there was literally four characters in the game that had the, the link. Like, um, one's called Mew, I think it is, and only three, only two Jackos, a Goku, and another Goku that you can't get in the game because it was a Shonen Jump exclusive Goku. <laughs> so, yeah. Perfect. so yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, the title system will come eventually, hopefully. It doesn't really do anything. It just adds a. It's just a cosmetic thing, but I can't, I don't mind that. But no, I'm looking forward to because you were talking about bad leader skills, but the gods have the, in my opinion, the best leader skill in the game. I I feel like it's gonna be very hard for them to go back after these leader skills because they're too good. Like the gods are a leader skill, two hundred percent attacking, two hundred percent of all stats when it's a. Beyond Super Saiyan and a Kamehameha character. And Beyond Super Saiyan includes every form above Super Saiyan. Super Saiyan 2, 3, 4, God, and Blue. See, you have a category like that. Like, what is the point of that category? When you can just put 90% of the game's units yeah. on it. <laughs> it also includes legendary Super Saiyan, so even Broly can be on it. Ugh. The only thing that can't be on it is Super Saiyan and uh, Goku UI. UI Goku cannot be on the category, on the team. Oh no! Um, I know. So yeah, but then it's also got movie heroes. So anything that doesn't fit that is also on movie heroes. So ridiculous. 
<laughs> you can add Tapion if you really wanted. Everyone's oh, like favorite unit. Tapion has good cards, in. man. I have the LR. All the Tapion cards have been really good. I haven't awakened the LR yet. I still have it. I still have Rose from when I go at Christmas. I haven't awakened them yet either. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm so bad. <clears throat> if I showed you my box, you would be crying. Anyway, you think so? Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> Alphonse, uh, no, Gary, I'm done. Sorry. No, you're fine, man. You're fine. Also, Alphonse, you got anything to share about Dokkan Battle? Yeah. No, Join Gary, us. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, battle hours in a couple of weeks. Uh, yes. The only platinum trophy, oh. you'd be into it. Yeah. Well, of course. <laughs> now you speak in my language. Um, yeah, the only the only news I have to share is mostly for Ben because I I I yeah. kind of fell off with this anime, but Bleach is coming out in October. Oh, yay! I don't know where the release date was, but yay! Thank you. Yeah, they didn't they didn't give a release date. They did this. They released a month that is coming out in October. Yeah, like I said, I I I fell off of Bleach because I I like Bleach is not my favorite when it comes to all the you know the top animes, but. Yeah, I know you, Ben, are looking forward to it. I know my brother's looking forward to it. But yeah, I just thought you should know if you didn't know. No, I didn't know. Well, I knew it was coming out this year. I heard winter, but I didn't know when. So October's okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now I've got to lose weight and buy an Ichigo costume. <laughs> <laughs> Your weight has nothing to do with it, Ben. <laughs> Anyway, I'm done. Yeah. Yep. Alrighty, then we shall get on to the anime of the weeks. I said that poorly. <laughs> um, it was my recommendation this time. Cabinary uh, of the Iron Fortress. Mm -hmm. This mm -hmm. is an anime which uh, I actually didn't watch a trailer for it or anything. I just thought it looked cool from the screenshots I saw. Um. But it's a zombie anime, essentially. Um, yeah. <laughs> which was actually a pretty cool little thing for me. Um, I was not expecting zombies, but I was happy that they were there. Um, so yeah, it's a story about um, this essentially group of people who... Well, in the world, they essentially have to travel by train. Uh, because the entire land of Japan has been overrun by what they call the Kabane. Yes, the Kabane, yeah. which are essentially zombies, except these zombies can only be killed through the heart, uh, but their heart is encased oh, no. with oh, and decapitation, sorry. Yeah, yeah. They yeah, can be decapitation. Like vital organs, organs or the heart. Yeah, but the heart is not really an option for them, at least in the beginning, because it's encased with a super hard substance that they cannot pierce. Um, mm -hmm. And that kind of becomes a very important part for some of the characters in the show. Um, so the world itself is this cool steampunk-like Japanese um, feudal Japan steampunk, I guess you can call it, right? Mm -hmm. um, and essentially people travel by train uh, and these trains go from one stronghold to another, delivering supplies and stuff like that. But these trains are constantly being attacked by Kabane. Now, 
people they have like these steam powered rifles that they use to essentially ward them off like it hurts the zombies and knocks them off the trains but it doesn't kill them um so essentially the story kind of picks up with um the the the, uh, um a train arriving in one of the stations i don't remember the station's name but essentially arrives at the station and our main protagonist is a coma uh, Ikoma. Uh, he's essentially a mechanic that helps with the trains, but he's also doing things kind of on his own. He's trying to build a weapon that can pierce the heart of the Kabane. Um, and he's getting close, but he's still not able to pierce it. And he's practicing on like this giant metal slab, and if it goes through the slab, that means he succeeded. Um, but he's also been doing experiments on trying to figure out what exactly um, the Kabane are and how to stop the infection from spreading. Now, in this world, people think that there's a curse on the land, and that's what created the Kabane, but Ikomi, he believes that it's essentially a virus. There's a scientific answer, and there should be essentially kind of like a cure or a way to stop this virus from spreading. Um mm-hmm. Now, one of the trains that arrives uh, is carrying a girl called Mume, who is here to see, um, essentially, the lord of this stronghold. And his daughter, uh, Akame, I believe is her name, right? Yeah. I think so. Ayame, sorry, Ayame. Um, She's at the train station. She asks uh, Akome to fix this gun of hers uh, that's part of her family. And you know, things seem okay, but then another train starts to approach, and this train is not slowing down. Um, and they see that Kabane are swarming the top of the train, so they're trying to lift the bridge so the train can't get in, but they're not quick enough. So the train hits the bridge as it's kind of going back up, and it derails, it crashes into a wall, this big giant wall that they build to keep the Kabane out. Essentially, like they have an Attack on Titan. Just think Attack on Titan, just zombies instead of giant ass titans. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so the train destroys this wall, goes through it, and the Kabane start just killing everybody. Um, Akoma, who at this point was arrested because they do an inspection of everybody who arrives to see if they've been bitten. Because if you've been bitten, you're going to turn into a Kabane. Um, one guy Which we learn if you do get bitten, you have to kill yourself. Yeah, it's kind of like if you don't kill yourself, they'll kill you, but it's yeah. kind of like the Japanese honorable way of killing yourself. Um, yeah, I don't remember what it's called. There's a name uh, for seppuku? It. Seppuku, yeah, except they bowl their heart because if they destroy the heart, yeah. the virus essentially can't take over. Um, mm-hmm. they have like this tiny little explosive that just shoots through your heart. Um, yeah, so the guards at the train station essentially kill somebody who's innocent um, because they thought he was bitten, and Akoma is really pissed off at them because he fe- he he's telling them that all they see is fear. Um, they just believe everybody's bad. Like they, their their actions are driven by fear, pretty much. So he's arrested. Um, so while he's essentially in a prison cell 
Mume sneaks out of the castle to go visit him. Um, and as she's talking to him, that's when the train crashes and shit gets bad. Um, and it gets so bad that they have to essentially abandon the stronghold. Essentially, if the Kabane break through the stronghold, you're essentially screwed and you have to abandon the stronghold. There's like there's no way to stave off the Kabane. Um, because they can't really find a good way to kill them unless it's close quarters combat where they can decapitate them. And they don't want to take that risk because from what we know, the Kabane in this story are super slow and dumb or super fast. And then later on, we find out that there are some really special ones as well. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's essentially a losing battle. You're always in a losing battle with them. Uh, so they have to get as many people on the train to leave the stronghold. Um, Ayame's father goes off alone to secure the train to make sure it's safe to go, or the gate to get out. Um, she stays behind to get as many people on the train as they can. Um, Ikoma is able to escape his cell, um, and he had an idea that came from his friend Takumi uh, of how he can penetrate the heart. Uh, his experiments were failing, and um, Takoma essentially made it some random, I won't say suggestion, he just mentioned something, and that clicked in him to kind of change how much of the steam flows or something like that in, in the weapon that he's building. It's like a big like push drill or something. Yeah, it's a pivot, pivot gun. Pivot gun, there you go, thank you. See, you know, I don't. <laughs> That's all we're here for, Gary. <laughs> So he escapes back to his house so he can test this out. And he tests it, and it works. Um, and he's like, holy shit, I did it. I succeeded. And as he succeeds, a Kabani breaks into his house and attacks him. And as it's attacking him, is able to kill it. Um, and, you know, he's super excited. What's up? Well, he kind of learned it first because he, he, he wanted to test it. For, he kind of cut himself on purpose because the Kabani loves blood. Oh, yeah, to lure the Kabane. You're right. You're right. Yeah. But it works. He's super happy. He found a weapon that can kill the Kabane, and he wants to tell the military and whoever will listen so they can build better weapons to kill the Kabane by able to shoot him in the heart. Unfortunately, he also realizes that he was bit, and the infection is spreading through his body. And we see the infection spreading. It's like this big brown, reddish shit growing through his body. Um, but through his scientific experiments, he kind of deduced that as long as it doesn't reach the brain, he's not going to turn into a Kabane. So I don't quite understand exactly what he does here because they don't yeah. really explain chokes himself, it. basically. He what? He basically chokes himself by blocking an artery. He, yeah, he, he gets into this machine that puts yeah. like this metallic thing over his neck and like you said it blocks I guess the blood flow or something yeah. which staves off the infection but it doesn't explain why A he's still alive yeah. because if it blocks no the artery no blood is going to get to his brain yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I wish and it really bothered me because they never really explained it um, I mean even the girl wears that thing around her neck to block for the same thing yeah that's but she even wears worse. a fucking scarf that, that's worse a scarf <laughs> Like, honestly, yeah. Well, um, I don't know. It's just block. It doesn't need to be metal. It's just blocking. So a scarf would still work if tightened enough. Yeah, like, that's I, true. I, 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 the scarf would still work. I, I'm. If we're using the logic of it, I, 
the, the scarf works. Everything else about it is not logical at all. Yeah. My view on this no. is well, I wish yeah. he would have just chopped up his arm. Like You would think, right? <laughs> spoilers yeah. from later, but what happens later on with the gun is what I was expecting to happen at the start of the, the show, really, where it, it just like, boop, sear, sear it with the heat to stop the blood flow and then mm. pop on that magic gun he has and go all evil dead on us <laughs> because evil dead right i don't know yeah, what nice. the horror it is evil dead yes yes yeah <laughs> with, with, with ash bruce yeah uh, uh bruce mm-hmm. campbell yeah yeah bruce campbell, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah yeah no yeah so so he gets into a machine it puts like some weird contraption all around his arm and his chest and he essentially chokes him out, and he passes out, and he falls over. But the infection is stopped, and it cuts away to uh, Mume, who's trying to get back to the castle. Um, and she encounters the Kabane, and she decapitates it with her shoes, Wait which there. was pretty cool. What's up? I wonder if it's the passing out. More than... The next thing is probably tie up to slow the blood flow, maybe? But maybe the mm-hmm. fact that he passed out, which suffocated him from oxygen, which would have killed, maybe killed the virus slightly, like weakened it. Maybe the lack of maybe. oxygen is what is what the passing <coughs> out is what causes it. I have no idea, to be honest. <laughs> I've got um, no idea. But oh, anyway, yeah, yeah, I just wish it was explained because um, it, it wasn't. Yeah. Oh, we know. Yeah, hold that. on, Gary. Um, you're you're right with what you just said with the capitation, but um. Before that, she's not on her own. I I don't remember the guy. The guy in the white cloak, he he got bitten. Yeah, and he got bitten, and yeah. yeah, he essentially killed himself. And he told her that God, she needs Sama. to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's kind of like a like a priest. Yeah, which we later find out exactly who he was, um, which was a scientist, uh, mm-hmm. and we'll get to that. Um, but um. But yeah, she decapitates the zombie by with her shoe because it had a bite on it, and her shoe gets stuck in on on the pillar. Um, so she goes barefoot, and she gets back to the castle, and uh, everybody's afraid to leave because the cabane is coming, and they have to get to the train station. Um, so there's like this inner strife happening. They some people want to wait for the king or the 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 lord to return. Um, that's what Ayame wants to do because he said that. He's going to send up a flare to tell them when it's safe to head to the station. Um, obviously, most people don't want to listen. Mume shows up and she's like, You can do whatever the hell you want, but I'm going to go down there and I'm going to kill them. And you can follow me if you want. And we have this cool scene where, you know, she changes into her battle outfit. Um, and she goes and she starts killing the Kabane. Uh, she's got these steam powered pistols that are on a timer. For some reason. And we find out that later on that the reason they're on a timer is for how long she can actually use them before essentially she passes out. It's using, from what I understand, it's using her own blood force or blood or something like that. Um, But she goes at, so she's killing all these Kabane. Uh, Her pistols are able to pierce their hearts. Um, so she's able to kill them that way. Um, and everybody's like in shock, like, what the fuck is going on? But they follow her. So they get to the station, 
Um, and then Takumi arrives in uh, a coma's place. He sees that he's blacked out. He kind of wakes him up. And he's like, hey, look, I killed the, the Kabane with the weapon. And then he tells him, oh, by the way, I got bit. And Takumi is like, or uh, Takumi is like, the fuck are you talking about? You got bitten, dude. He's like scared shitless of him. And he's like, we were right. If we stop the blood flow or if we stop the virus going to the head, you know, we can stop it from infecting us. Um, but he himself is a little weary of it. You know, he doesn't really know if he's going to transform or not. But the good news is he has a weapon that can kill the Kabane. And we uh -huh. see that as he heads to the station, he's fighting off Kabane. He's killing them. Um, but he's also getting... I don't. I think it's later where he gets bitten again. I think it's later. Is it later? He gets bitten. He gets bitten several times. Yeah, I think that's later. Though I think that's after they kick him off, right? I think so. Yes. No. I thought he was when he was fighting. They got bitten again. No, when when they when he when they first entered the train, they noticed that he was bitten. And he was kind of explaining that he's not a Kabani. And that's when um, Mumi said the same thing, that he's not. And, you know, telling him that he's no, a Kabanarian. him being bitten again after that. Like, the second time he gets bite. Not when he, he yeah. gets bite again? Him. Yeah, when Takumi throws him the, uh, the wire to grab onto so they can bring him back in. That's later, I believe. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so they arrive at the station. Everybody gets on. Uh, Mume's still killing the dead end. They get on the station. They're getting ready to leave. Um, the train is moving, and Ayame has the master key that can start this, the steam engine to get the train moving. She's the only one who ha has access to the key. Um, well, she has master. access now because her father is dead. Well, her father gave it to her. She doesn't know that he's dead yet. Um it's not until they're leaving the station where her father is supposed to be giving him the signal that she sees that that place was overrun and her father is a Kabane now. He died, he was transformed, and her <clears throat> essentially bodyguard, um, whose name eludes me, I think it's Bruce. Yeah, I, I don't remember. <laughs> Man, person of plot. I think it's Kurusu. Um, yeah, that's how, yeah, that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, it is. Yeah, Kurusu, it is Kurusu. Um, he tells her, hey, that's not your father, that's just a Kabane. He's trying to snap her out of it to, to get her to not really mourn for the loss because they got to get the fuck out of the station. Um, but they do. Uh, but at this moment, Mume, she's like, sorry, you're going to have to fight on your own because I got to take a nap. <laughs> and that's what she does. She starts taking a nap um, while everybody else is fighting. And it's here where they kind of discover that um, Ikoma is infected. Mm -hmm. Because some of the Kabane uh, break through on the ship and he goes to fight them off um, along with some people. And as he's fighting them off, they notice he got bit. There's a bite mark on him. And they start freaking out. Um... And he's like, no, I'm not a Kabane. I'm not going to transform. He tries to explain to them that he was able to stop it, but he kind of fails because Kur Kurusu shows up and shoots him in the face <laughs> and throws him off the train. 
Am I remembering this correctly? No, that sounds about right. Is it? No, because... No? No, that was... No, I don't remember. That was Was the... That that, that, that was the end. No, it happens to him multiple times. Because remember, he gets kicked off the train. um, And then he fights a load of Kabari to like... No, it wasn't the beginning. No, you were right, Alfonso. They... He throws him the wire because Kurosu shoots him in the face, throws him off, and he recovers from that. And he starts fighting off the Kabane again because the train is moving really slowly. And he's trying to defend the train even though he got shot off of it. And he's trying to, you know, get him to leave. I thought it was more the fact that there's like, they had to like, I thought it was like there there was a level he had to pull. And that's what he was going, yeah, because you're right. Because yeah. the, yeah. So, but he was shot. He was killed. But he's the one who made it to the lever because, uh, what's his name? Kurosu wanted to go out and do it. Yeah. But then they, like, they saw he was. And they're like, they shot him off. Yeah. And they, they drove off. And then they're like, oh my God, we can't go further. And then they looked out. They're like, oh my God, there's, I'm just going to call the zombies. There's zombies everywhere. Yeah. We can't go out, and then he's like. Then they saw. They looked back and saw that he was fighting his way through all of these, and this is where we get to see the fact he's surviving bites. Yeah, he's just getting bitten over and over, but he's not transforming. Uh, He's able to pull push the lever, opening the door, and as the train is leaving, that's when Takumi throws him the wire, but he doesn't want it because he thinks he's transforming. He's turning. Yeah, yeah. That's when Mume essentially wakes up and comes to his rescue. Um, hooks him up on the wire because he's refusing to do it himself and he gets dragged as she goes yeah and that's when she agrees that she's going to stay with him because she says that he's what they call a cabanary half human half human half cabane and she says he's not transforming he's not a cabane they don't believe him and she's like well I'm one of them too and she shows him them that she has essentially the core, the heart core that um, yeah, the Kabani have, except hers is on her back. Um, she's like, we're going to stay here, and I promise we're not going to leave this cart. Um, which um, Ayame, who's the leader, agrees to. Um, so they essentially stay, and yeah, pretty much the entire anime from this point on kind of takes place on this train cart mm-hmm. or the train. It's kind of like Snowpiercer. Have you ever seen that? Um, yeah. Essentially, the entire anime takes place on, well, I, I, not the whole, about 80% of it takes place on the train. Um, so there are some things that happen where um, Mume kind of realizes that somebody on the train is infected. She kind of leaves the train and everybody's afraid of her, uh, but she can't figure out who it is. Um, she starts training uh, Ikoma in hand-to-hand combat because he's an idiot. Uh-huh. <laughs> and she teaches him some moves, which is pretty cool because we see him using those combos that she teaches him like throughout the whole show, which is pretty cool. Uh-huh. Um, which, by but the way, we learned forward... later on that they've got like a photogenic m- memory, kind of like Taskmaster, where... Um... If someone uses an action on them, they learn it automatically. Yes, he memorizes it essentially. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically, Taskmaster. Yes. 
Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, there's there's an episode where they kind of stop because they need to get some water because there's water damage in the water tank. Um, and they decide to have a funeral for the people who have died. Um. It's in this episode that we find out that Mumei doesn't really eat food. She needs human blood to survive. And so does Ikoma, who in his hunger almost uh, bites and kills Ayame until he's yeah. stopped by uh, Kurusu. Kurusu again. Um, and he kind of snaps out of it afterwards. Um, but it's here where we learn that one of the women, the pregnant lady, uh, was bitten and she was infected and her child kind of turned into a Kabane before her, her unborn mm-hmm. child. Um, so her unborn child essentially started to infect her faster, I believe is how I understood it. And that's yeah. who Mumei sensed was the, the dead baby inside her yeah. um, as a Kabane, but she couldn't find who the Kabane really was. Um, so she ends up killing her, and everybody's like, how could you kill a pregnant woman? And it's like, bitch, she's a fucking Kabane. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but during this time, uh, some of the crew members are trying to start a revolt. Or not a revolt, they're trying to kill uh, Ikoma and Mumei because they believe they're Kabane still. Um, especially after the attack, and Ayame kind of goes the, the, the crazy distance and kind of stabs Ikume close to the heart. Uh, trying to prove a point that he's not going to try to kill her if she did it. Um, and it works for them. Uh, and they get back in the car, but they still didn't get any food. Um, and at this point, the, the Kabane uh, attack again. They come out of the forest, they attack them, they got to leave the, the funeral area, get back in the train and take off. Uh, which they succeed. Uh, the problem then comes from essentially the one of the people who's I don't want to say he's second in command, but I think he's the next in the line after Ayame. Um, he essentially tells her that she's not fit to lead. Look at what's going on. She's letting Kabane stay on the train. Um, and he demands that she give the key over to him. And she agrees. She gives him the key and this guy in his infinite wisdom decides Instead of taking the long way to get to the next station, which is the safer route, we're going to go the shortcut route, which we know for a fact is dangerous and infected with Kabane. <laughs> um, he also takes everybody who's a friend of Mume and Ikoma and throws them into the cart with them. So Takume, uh, there's a girl called Kajika. Um, she's kind of like the nurse, essentially, or the baby. Yeah. She's always with the kids. And another guy named uh, Sakurai, who's also an engineer on the train. Mm-hmm. And while they're there, the train gets attacked by Kabane again. But there's a different Kabane here, a special Kabane with samurai swords. Um, and we learn from Mume that there's some Kabane who are so strong-willed that they remember who they their were in their life. past life or yeah. their skills of their past life. So this Kabane is still able to fight as a samurai even though it's essentially a zombie. Um, and as this attack is happening, these rebels 
I'm going to call them rebels. They're trying to uncouple the the part of the train that mm-hmm. um, Mume is on. They fail because the samurai essentially kills all of them. And they start killing passengers through the carts. Um, Ikomi and Mume come up with a plan that they need to get to the front and stop this because they're literally the only ones who can do it. Um, they decide to go from the top of the train um, as it goes through tunnels. Like every time it, it comes out of a tunnel, they move. Uh, the problem is that Mume, because she's so hungry, she needs to recover. And she's about to go take another nap <laughs> to recover. Um, <coughs> excuse me. So at the top of the train, they're fighting, and he kind of straps the Kume to the, to the top of the train, uh, ties her with a rope so she doesn't fly off. Um, and he goes off, and he needs to fight on his own. Uh, during this time, uh, the train obviously is being killed off, the, the, the civilians. Uh, and the ones who are alive, they're kind of getting all these shields. They're trying to stop the Kabani from breaking through by putting shields in front of them. Um, and then uh, Kurusu, who has been using a rifle this whole time, finally decides to use a samurai sword. And he finally grabs his sword and he starts cutting up Kabane. He's like decapitating them. He's kicking them off the train. He's kind of holding his own. He's doing a really good job until the samurai Kabane guy shows up. And the samurai dude, uh, they go toe to toe. And for some reason, this samurai Kabane is like nine feet tall, super large <laughs> for whatever reason. Um, but Kurusu is doing pretty good against him. He tries to stab him in the heart, but his sword just can't penetrate the the heart. So his sword breaks and he gets stabbed. And we think this is going to be like the first major casualty of a main character. Um, but it's not. He, he survives. Um, they kind of pull him out of the fight and they're trying to stop the samurai by putting shields in front of him. And nothing is working. He's just cutting through shit. And at this moment, they notice that uh, Ikoma is on the roof of the train, but he's blacking out because he needs blood. Uh, he's going to pass out just like Mume did. And that's when uh, Ayame jumps up, or she doesn't do She climbs up, she opens the hatch. To the well, roof, he even and says, I need your blood. I can beat him, I just need your blood. He shouts Anybody's out. blood, it doesn't matter, he said. Yeah, um, yeah. So she slits her wrist, and blood just magically starts flowing all over the place. And it gets in his mouth. Well, no, he he crawls to her and he drinks yeah. the blood off of her finger that's there. Yeah. Um, and it's enough for him. He jumps down and, like a badass, he uses the combination move that Mume taught him. The the step, punch, punch, trip move or whatever it was called. Um, knocks the samurai guy down and destroys his heart with his weapon. Uh, essentially saving them. And it's at this point where um, Ayame kind of takes control of the train again. They've lost half of the train, essentially, now uh, because of this attack. And um, she offers to give Mume and Ikoma her blood. And uh, Kurusu, who's now hurt, he's got bandages and he's like one arm now. Um, he offers to give his blood, too, and then... Uh, 
uh, Takumi and all the all their friends essentially kind of join up with that. Um, so yeah, uh, everything is good. He's kind of building this weapon. He built this weapon. And he's, now he's kind of given them the blueprint, so they're able to upgrade their rifles to be able to shoot these specialized bullets. I don't remember what they're called now, but he gave them a name. Um, yeah, I don't remember either. Using some like sort of jet material. Bullets? Jet, jet bullets? Jet bullets? Jet bullets? Was it javelin? No, it wasn't. No, it's not javelin. I, I swear it, it was called jet. something. But, you know, he has the blueprints. You know, they build all these weapons. They're, like, super happy. And, you know, let's kind of fast forward a little bit to when we get to the one of the stations. And the station looks like it's destroyed. It's kind of like a mining station. Um, And this is where we are kind of given the first hints of the overall major plot of what's happening in this world is. Um, the station was overrun by what people call the Black Smoke. Like This giant Black Smoke came in and destroyed the station, and there's some survivors there. Uh, they can't get through the station because a big crane had collapsed on top of the tracks, and they have to move this, this crane out of the way. So, um, Mumei notices somebody, one of the survivors at the train station, as somebody who had um, been the right hand of the Shogun. So the Shogun still exists. He's the leader of, of Japan. He used to be the right-hand man until he was excommunicated, essentially, you can say. Um, and he tells her that there is a plan in motion to kill the Shogun. Um, and Mumei, we find out, essentially works for the Shogun in a way, but she's indebted to somebody she keeps calling brother, and he comes up in a major role here in a little bit. Um, but he kind of tests her, and he essentially convinces her that if she's not going to be as strong, if her, the moment her skills start to show any sort of weakness or downgrade, if she slows down in any way, she's going to be useless, and they're going to get rid of her. So she is now in this mental state of she needs to be strong all the time. So during this mission to get into this station and activate the crane to move this collapsed other one, um, they come up with this plan. And as this plan is in effect, Mumei decides to go do her own thing. Uh, she decides that the best way to deal with the situation, instead of going around where all the Kabane is, sneaking around, to just kill them all and then activate the train controls or the crane controls and get the crane out of the way. And she's succeeding. She's killing a whole bunch of Kabane, but Ikomi, Ikoma abandons his plan to go and try to save her. Uh, when they yeah. arrive, she's super exhausted because she just killed like dozens and dozens of Kabane. Um, and it works. You know, they, they, he starts activating the thing, but... The problem is she made such a commotion that all the Kabane on the bottom of this mine are now climbing up this tower to get to them. And they're kind of pissed at her. She's like, what the hell is going on? There's even more of them. Uh, so they're quickly trying to get the job done. Move this crane. And it, it's working for the most part, but here comes Mumei again. Super exhausted. 
uh, is trying to take on this Cabanes. She succeeds in taking someone out, but now she encounters another Cabane who remembers his past martial arts ability, and he's like a hand-to-hand fighter karate guy. So this Cabane is essentially beating the shit out of Mume. And Ikoma's trying to get this crane raised as this train is coming near it. Um, but he kind of fails. Uh, he lets go of the, the controls, so the crane just stops moving. And he goes to save Mume, who's about to be killed by this Kabane. Uh, and as he saves her, um, we notice some giant mist moving around. Um, and it's starting to destroy, like, a lot of the station area. And it's coming straight for the train. Um, Ikoma grabs Mume. They run in, into a mine, essentially, as it collapses. And we find out what the black smoke is. It's a giant combination of Kabane, <laughs> is the best way I can describe it. Um, it's just a giant... Best. They uh, they call uh, Ikume uh, or Mume essentially tells them that it's a hybrid hybrid colony is what they call it. Yeah. Um, that there is one Kabane at the core where the heart is, who is essentially sucking up and using anything alive and dead that's organic and building a giant version of I guess itself. Um. But the train is able to back up and get inside um, like a loading dock area and close the door. And the Black Mist can't get in because it hits it and a whole bunch of Kabane explode out of it and it can't get in. Um, so as the mine collapses, uh, Mume is trapped inside. She's trapped under the rubble and Ikoma is the only one pretty much there. He's trying to get her out, but they're surrounded now by Kabane and he goes off to fight them. Um, as he's fighting them, uh, the crew of the train, uh, they essentially open up the gate, uh, and they go in for a rescue operator, because they gotta get this crane out of the way. Um, thankfully the Black Mist thing isn't there. But they're able to rescue Bume and Ikoma. Ikoma's super exhausted, because he just killed, like, 30 zombies on his own. Again, getting bitten left and right. He's essentially immune to getting damaged at this point. Um, but they're able to rescue him, uh, but they're also able to grab this giant as cannon that um, Sakurai saw uh, in, in, in the mine area. They were able to grab that, attach it onto their train, and Mume decides that they need to kill the Black Mist, or whatever the hell this is. And she kind of knows how. Uh, essentially, you have to cleared the Kabane away from the heart for somebody to get close enough to the Kabane inside the heart to kill it. Um, and that's essentially the plan. So the Black Mist is um, coming after them. They're taking off on the train. And so she gets to the point where it jumps on top of one of the, the train cars. Um, and Takume blasts it with this giant cannon and he nails it in the heart. And as he nails it, uh, Mume kind of jumps up with her own rifle that has one of those piercing ones, flies right into its heart, and in that heart 
she notices someone who looks kind of like her wearing the same outfit. Different hair, obviously. And this is going to play an important role because we start to see some flashbacks during this episode from Mume as well, where she's having flashbacks of her friends being killed. And her friends are wearing the same outfit as her. Um, but either way, she flies in, she kills it, the body collapses on itself, and all the Kabane spread out, and they're able to get through the station. Um, now, fast forward a little more. Um, we get an episode where they... It's like literally the only episode where it's kind of just downtime, nothing's really happening. They arrive at a station where um, they need resupplies, everybody's happy, they do a ton of bodice celebration, things like that are going on. So it's kind of like a like a down episode. Um, but fast forward a little more, and we get to essentially the big plot of the show. I think this is like episode 8 now, right? Um, they arrive at a station where they're going to sell the blueprints to um, the guns that they have um, for rations and stuff like that because food and stuff like that is very hard to come by right now. Um, while they're there, another train arrives. Uh, they, the, the, the hero train, it's got a big name, I don't really know what it is, but the person in command of this train is Biba. Biba is the son of the Shogun, and we find out is the brother of Mume. Now, I say brother, not really a brother, he's essentially, she calls him brother because he saved her when she was a child. Um, Biba is considered the hero. Because every battle that he fights and his crew fight against the Kabane, they always win. They haven't lost a single battle. They've been fighting for 10 years. And we find out Biba, you know, has been kind of disowned by his father. We don't know why yet. But he seems like a nice guy, right? His crew is pretty cool. Um... <clears throat> so... He's kind of fixing his train. He's asking to see Ayame. Um, Mume reunites with him. She's all happy to see him. Uh, but during this time, there seems to be a plot. The, a plot to kill Biba. Um, and one of the people involved in that plot is this old guy that Mume encountered earlier. And this plot kind of goes into effect where these guys are essentially creating... Um, they're, they're, they're trying to help the Kabane get close to the fortress. Um, and it's working. A group of Kabane are attacking the fortress. Um, so Biba, along with Ikoma and Mume, um, they kind of go off to kind of stop this. So Biba and his crew, they're going out. And we see some of the cool things they get. They have, like, motorcycles now. Um, so they're able to drive around and cut you know, the Kabane's heads off and uh, their kind of strategy is to disable them by hitting them in the legs because they can't run anymore and then finish them off when they're down. Um, 
So they're doing a really good job. We encounter another special Kabane that is using one as a shield and another one is controlling it by chewing on its head. It looks super weird. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Mume and this other woman, uh, Biba's like toy thing, I'm going to call her because that's exactly what she is to him. Um, yeah. They go and they kill this Kabane. They're, they're heroes. They're doing this amazing work. Everybody's super happy. They're saving them. And then the samurai, this the right-hand man shows up, and he's trying to kill Biba. Biba gains the advantage of him, on him, and he tells him, hey, there's a plot to kill you. I can tell you who it is. All you have to do is let me back into the Shogun's grace, essentially. He wants me back in this position. Biba refuses and kills him in cold blood right there. Ikoma notices it, but he notices that Biba had a smile on his face when he killed him. And then we see um, Biba's um, soldiers, they already know who's behind the plot. They go in, they find where they are, they kill everybody except for two people. They take them hostage. And Biba then offers Ayame a safe trip to um, essentially, the gate before the Shogun's um, fortress. Uh, it's like the second most powerful um, fortress in the country, and it's got the giant gate that is supposed to stop everything from entering through, essentially. Um, the Kabane obviously can still go through the land and stuff, but it's the next gate to get to the Shogun. And that's where Ayame is going. So he offers to essentially um, escort them there. Um, and this is where the plot kind of starts to really get messed up. <laughs> um, we find out that Biba has hundreds of Kabane essentially locked up on his train for reasons unknown. Uh, Ikoma can sense them. Uh, Mume is essentially all for Biba. Um, she's with him now. But things just don't seem right. <clears throat> they finally get to the, the train station, and Ayame finds out that Biba is not allowed onto the, onto, into the fortress, per the Shogun's orders. Uh, so Ayame has to go and essentially they come to an agreement that only women and children are allowed to enter the fortress. None of the men are allowed to enter. So they enter and then the, the lord of that fortress makes an exception for Biba. He's going to let him in, the only male, uh, because he wants to make some sort of deal for provisions. This guy and his being super naive, allows Biba in. And Biba comes up with a plan. And his plan is to essentially use Mume, and he tells her, hey, we're going to get to the fortress, we're going to get to the Lord, um, you're going to need to leave for whatever reason, bathroom break, run to the gate, and secretly open it up so our people can get in, because we're not allowed in. And she'll do anything for Biba, because he saved her life. We find out that Biba saved her life um, when she was a child. 
he threw a sword down, and the guy who killed her mother during a Kabane attack, he threw a sword down and was like, if you want to live, you need to kill him, because I'm not going to help you. So she did, as a child. And since then, she devoted her, her entire life to him. And we find out that he was doing the experiments on her uh, and a lot of other people. Uh, she was essentially never bitten by a Kabane. She was created as a half Kabane doing scientific experiments, which is really fucked up. So she'll do anything. So she fully believes that Bieber just wants to get his train inside so that um, his people can feel safe because they haven't been led into anywhere for like 10 years. And she believes that Bieber just wants to see his father. But Bieber has other plans. Uh, he uses Mume. So Mume gets out and she starts to lower the gate. And as the gate is lowering, Biba's men unleash the Kabane from their train. And they have like these blood packs all over the place. And their motorcycle guys are dragging that blood across the ground. And the Kabane is following it. Ikoma notices this and he tries to go shut the gate. But he fails because one of uh, Biba's guys cuts the rope which I don't know how he cut this rope with one hit because I'm pretty sure that rope was at 2,000 pound test if not more um, but he cut it so they can't raise the bridge anymore so the Kabane just break through they're in crazy war starts breaking out Mume is like what the hell is going on why are the Kabane here um, and she starts to realize that she's the one who opened the gate so he can let the Kabane in. Uh, Biba then attacks everybody at this, at the Lord's house. Uh, Ayame is there. She's like, what the hell is going on, right? Um, wait, before that though, no, something happened before that. Shit, I forgot. Because he took your turned into a, a thingy majig. The what? The, remember, the Lord got turned into one of the monsters. No, I'm trying to remember. He was this before or after he took Ayame's train hostage? Oh no, it was before. it was after. Yeah. So Ayame is like, "What the hell are you doing?" She grabs a weapon and she threatens to stop Eva. Obviously, that doesn't work because his right-hand woman stops him. Um, yeah, they take Ayame hostage, essentially. And now the plan is for Biba's right-hand woman to be injected with some black liquid. Um, we find out it's called black blood. It's the scientific blood of that Biba was able to create with his scientist. He injects her with it, and whole and behold, we find out that this is how the um they make the colony. The, the hybrid colonies are created. He injects her, and she essentially goes berserk, and she starts collecting bodies of um Kabane and Cubans, anything that's essentially organic, um, and she starts destroying everything. 
her main goal is to destroy the big giant gate so that the train can get through. <coughs> hmm. Um Kurosu kind of doesn't like the fact that um Ayame's in the castle with Bebo alone. So he takes off trying to get to Ayame. His whole purpose is to rescue Ayame. Um, so while the Kabane are essentially just killing everybody, Mume tries to help some people. She kind of fails. Uh, she's kind of distraught now. Um, the, the guard gate, the, the guards in the gate are able to kind of slow down uh, the hybrid colony, essentially destroying it after we're, after it had destroyed the gate. They're able to subdue it to the point where the woman kind of reverts back to her normal human self, but she's still berserk. So she starts killing her own people, left and right. And then she is about to kill Biba, but she stops right before she strikes him in the face. And his whole point is that he never shows fear. You know, but we see that he was afraid because he gets some sweat rolling down the side of his head. But he's trying to stay cool and stuff. Um, she stops and she regains her senses because she smiles at him like she remembers everything. But Beba's an asshole and he stabs her right in the heart, uh, yeah. killing her. Um, Kurasa at this time. Uh, catches up to Ayame, who is being put onto the main train cart of Biba's ship, or Biba's train. Um, he's able to stop a few guys, and he encounters like, the main scientist. Um, and him and the main scientist fight, and they essentially fall off the bridge. Um, and we kind of assume that they're dead. We find out that they're not later. I but mean, I didn't assume they were dead. Wasn't this the same part with with the case? Because then the case fall off the bridge too. Well, yeah. the train. Yeah. Yeah, Ayame dropped the case. She threatened to drop it if they didn't stop, but then the fight started and she dropped it on accident. <laughs> um, Which we found out had the black and white. Yes. Blood. And it has the white, which we'll get to. Um, so essentially, the 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 fortress has fallen. Biba has taken control of everything and essentially blackmails Ayame into how can I put this? His plan is to get to the Shogun and use her to let them inside as a hostage essentially. They can say, oh, I've captured Biba because at this point, um, everybody knows that Biba is responsible for what happened at this gate because communications were going through. Um, so the Shogun knows that Biba's responsible for this. Um, so they take everybody on Ayame's train hostage, which essentially forces her to cooperate because if they don't, they'll kill everybody. Um, Ikoma is in a cage because he's, you know, uh, Kabinari. Um, and everybody's kind of giving blood. And them giving blood, I'm assuming the, the blood giving was to use to um, lead the Kobani where they wanted them to go. That and to weaken right? the hostages so they don't try and fight back. 
Oh, and Weekend the Hostage. There you go. Um, so <clears throat> they're kind of hostages. Um, some gnarly shit goes down. Some guy gets his arm cut off because he doesn't want his wife to give blood. Uh, it's a bad situation, but Ikoma comes up with a plan to escape, and they kind of implement this plan. I'm not going to go into the details of this plan, but they essentially break free, and there's kind of a small little revolt. They feel like they're succeeding, they're winning, and they get to one cart where the keys that they stole from one of the guards isn't working. And during this time, uh, Biba is essentially telling Mumei I don't want to say what the plan is, but he wants Mume to do everything he wants her to do. Um, just like the woman did for him. She refuses and she tries to run away from him, but she fails. And we find out that Biba had been giving her a small dose of blood to keep her hunger at bay, yeah. uh, but not enough blood to make her strong enough to fight back, which is jacked up. Because he had a feeling that she would try to betray him. Um, and essentially, he said, go and do the experiment to make sure that Mume obeys my every command, no matter what. So you're brainwashing her. Um, so they take her, uh, and eventually Ikoma and his team come to this train. They can't get the key open, and we find out that Biba was already expecting them. He knew that Ikoma would try to break free, start this revolt, and he knew when it was going to happen. They're supposed to cross some sort of bridge, and that's when it was they're going to plan to take over the the train. So he knew this was happening. And it was during this time that one of one of Biba's right-hand men um shoots Takomi. Well, he shoots Ikoma and Takomi, his best friend gets in the way. Um uh -huh. And he gets shot essentially in the chest. Uh, Ikoma kind of loses his shit. <laughs> Ikoma loses his shit and goes after him, uh, but he can't really get to them because he's getting his ass kicked by this guy with this green hair. Huh. Um, and as he's trying to fight back, that's when he gets shot in the arm, and his hand, his arm essentially blows up his right arm. He gets blown up. He's not going to die from it because he just recovers pretty quickly. Um, but he can no longer use his gun. Um, and the gem, he, he had a gem wrapped around his right arm throughout the show. We find out that it's his sister's gem that was killed during a Kabane attack and he's held on to it for so long. Um, it kind of flies out of his hand and Takumi sees it and grabs it right before he dies. Uh, so Takumi dies. Uh, he holds on to the gem and Ikoma gets, again, I believe he gets shot in the face. <laughs> and no, he doesn't get shot in the face. Duh. Um, Biba summons Mume yeah. to come and kill Ikoma. Mume shows up and Ikoma's like, what the hell are you doing? And she takes her knife and she stabs him right in the heart. So we think. Um and Ikomo falls out of the train right into the water. And that's kind of that. 
Step of the heart. Um. So the next, essentially, last couple episodes, um, they arrive at the station. Uh, Ayame announces that she has captured Biba to let him see the show. Then, um, that's like literally his final request or whatever. Um, to see his father. So they kind of take him in. Um, and a lot of conversation and stuff is going on. Uh, a lot of planning is going on. But it cuts to Ikoma, who washes up on a shore, who's still alive. He's kind of messed up. He has still has his gun on him. Uh, and there is a... Um, Kabane. Kabane walking on the beach. So he goes inside. There's a destroyed shipwreck. And as he's hiding in there, out of nowhere comes Kurosu, who's alive. And he's like, holy shit, you're alive. And he's dragging the doctor by a rope with him. Um, and he tells him what happened. And Ikoma essentially kind of gives up on everything. Um, and Kurosu is like, you're an idiot. You know, if Mumei, this super hardcore assassin, wanted to kill you, don't you think you'd be dead? And that kind of snaps him out of his mental state, where he kind of oh, realizes oh. that Mumei had enough awareness to save his life, to stab him a little to the side of his heart. Any, like a millimeter or something away from his heart, um, to save his life. So he realizes that there's something of Mumei still there. Back at the fortress, Iba's plan comes into effect. Um, the Shogun, he asks the Shogun to essentially kill him by using a blade that his father gave him when he was a child. And we kind of get some flashbacks of Biba being abused by his dad. Um, and we kind of find out why Biba is essentially the piece of shit that he is. Um, and that comes down to the fact that his father, the Shogun, when the Kabane first started to appear, sent Biba along with 450,000 soldiers to kind of fight off the Kabane. Um, and they succeeded. They won that fight. Uh, but he was waiting. Biba was expecting supplies to show up. Well, the supplies never came, um, and essentially, slowly, the, they lost the battle, pretty much. And the Kabane essentially were able to roam free. So Biba's entire sh shit, essentially, his entire shtick and hate for his daddy is because he did not send any backup to rescue them. Um, I'm going to get to this in our final thoughts, because this shit really pissed me off. But... Essentially, the blade that the Shogun, that he has the Shogun to kill him with, is a childhood blade that Biba had on him the whole time. It's part of the effects that they brought up with him when he was supposedly captured. But, and this is again something that they never really explain how it's done, and I wish they did, but essentially, when the Shogun grabs the blade, he gets poked by something. And we see the blood coming out from, uh, his palm, and that's when Biba starts to essentially 
mentally manipulate everybody that's in this giant court. He's like, the Kabane are here with you. They're just in disguise. And you slowly start to see the, the virus spread through the Shogun's body. And one of the soldiers shoots the Shogun in the face. Uh-huh. Doesn't kill him. He comes back and they continue to shoot him in the face until eventually he stops moving. Um, but because of this, he starts to spread doubt among everybody. Everybody could be a Kabane. You don't know because these people have been living in bliss and happiness this whole time. Some of them probably never even see the Kabane. So they don't even know what they look like or how anything spreads or anything. So essentially, he starts turning them against each other through words and manipulation, and they start to kill each other, believing that their fellow man is a Kabane, because they're acting a little different. Uh, while also having his men infiltrate the fortress and secretly infect random people on the street. <laughs> <coughs> and he's like on a megaphone talking to everybody at the same time. By the way, the reason why the Shogun turns is because the virus part of the, vi- the, the, the virus is on the prick that the Shogun gets Oh, okay, by. so that's how it happens. Yeah, because they don't really explain yeah. how him being cut a little bit would have infected him. Well, yeah, it makes sense. It, they put the, he put the virus on that. So when the Shogun pricks himself on it, he gets infected. Sh- the Shogun was never infected before. It was a yeah. stupid named person that infected him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, well, that makes sense. Um, so now people are killing each other on the street. Kabane are destroying the last fortress of mankind, essentially. Um, Biba's super happy. He got his revenge. Um, and at this point, uh, he also, before this, infected uh, Mumei with the, with the black blood. So... Her goal now is to essentially destroy everything that he wants destroyed. Just let her loose on the city and let her destroy everything. Um, what she starts to do, she, she transforms, she starts to absorb the bodies, and she's just destroying shit. And it's cool because we kind of see what's happening in her mind. Or in her mind, she's constantly being chased by butterflies and she's trying to get away. But these butterflies are actually kabane that are swarming to her because her body is absorbing them and in her mind as she's moving her actual physical body is moving they did a really cool uh depiction of what's going on in her mind and what's happening on the outside i thought at least um so ikoma finally decides to go with him but he knows that because the doctor tells him you know you can still save mume but you need the white blood And there's only this one vial left. Uh, But he has to get into her heart to do it, which means you have to clear the Kabani away from her heart and get in there to give her the white blood. Um, But instead, Ikoma says, give me the black blood. I want to be as powerful as these Kabani are so I can help her. If I can use this power, I can break through that and then give her the white blood. But there's only one vial. So it's either going to be him or her who are going to survive. But he gets the black blood and he tears the collar off from his neck, which allows the virus to spread to his brain. Um, but somehow he's still in control. 
that's where more of the confusion about if it gets to the brain, he transforms or not. A lot of the confusion comes in there. But, like Ben said, this is where he becomes Ash from Evil Dead. He takes his gun and he essentially attaches it to his blown off arm. And now he just has it as a weapon, like a chainsaw yeah. that Ash had. And from what I can tell, he will, he was supposed to, spoilers, he was supposed to turn into one over time. That's why the, mm-hmm. the samurai kept asking him. But it's not instant transformation. Oh, yeah. He said, I'm going to ask you questions. And when you can't answer those questions anymore, yeah. then I'm going to kill you. Tell you yeah. <laughs> um, so they get into the city. Um, Ayame's people are essentially trapped in a prison cell uh, where they're being kept by Biba. Uh, a lot of the citizens are trying to kill them that are still alive, thinking that they brought the Kabane here. Um, Ayame then shows up and essentially rescues them. <clears throat> um, but Ikoma shows up, and Biba finds out that Ikoma's here. And he goes to finally meet up with him. And we find out that Biba himself has been experimented on. He's also a Kabaneri. He removes his little scarf to become all-powerful and stuff. Um, while Kurusu and um, Ikoma get separated because the bridge gets destroyed. So Kurusu is left to fight off like a horde of zombies um, while trying to get to Ayame. And Ikoma can obviously see... Uh, Mumei from a distance because she's like a giant fucking monster with butterfly wings now. Um, he goes to her. Now, remind me what happens because this I was kind of confused about. How was he able to subdue her when she was in the giant form? I Do you think remember? I can't remember. I think it's that he was trying to talk to her because um, I think she kind of like mentioned his name because he also was a butterfly, but I think he was blue. Yeah. She, what? Yeah. 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 She noticed his butterfly was like a blue butterfly compared to all the red ones, and was that what subdued her? I think. Yeah, so. but she was getting yeah. closer. She was getting closer to the butterfly. Okay. But she was actually yeah, because she was actually pulling like moving away from the red one, and she was getting closer to the blue one. Okay. Uh, so she kind of collapses. In the transformed state. And as Akoma is about to help her, that's when Biba shows up. And Biba's like, You want to get there, you have to go through me. Um, so they kind of fight a little bit. Um, but Ikoma gets the advantage because he has the black blood on him while Biba does not. Um, but right as he's about to kind of finish him off, for some reason, Ikoma goes blind. He can't see anymore. I'm guessing it's because of the transformation. Yeah. Um, Biba is about to kill him from behind, but I believe he hears Mume's voice call out to him. Yeah. And he turns around and he grabs Biba before he's about to kill him, and he blows off his left arm with his gun. Mm-hmm. And Biba kind of goes yeah. down for the count. And Ikoma runs up, uh, grabs Mume, and injects her with the white blood. Um, mm-hmm. well, essentially that, saving her life. Mm-hmm. Oh no, that's a, but you said it. I was gonna say 
Also, he's like, you finally saw my weak point, my um, my cowardice. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll get to that. Um, so Mume wakes up. She sees the coma's kind of unconscious. Uh, Kurusu shows up, and he's like, he's not answering me until he answers me. I'm not gonna kill him. So they think he's essentially transformed. You know, the, the blood is in there. Um. And as she's trying to wake him up, here comes Biba again, still alive. Um, he's walking up and he shoots him. He shoots uh, Ikoma, which I think is a very significant moment for reasons later. He shoots him. Uh, and then he throws the gun away. Um, and as he's walking up to kill him, uh, Mume takes a dagger, I believe, and she oh. essentially stabs Bibe in the heart. Biba. Yeah. And Biba. that's when he tells her. That's when he tells her about the cowardice and stuff like that. Oh. Um, and he dies. Oh, that was before that. Oh, that, that was before, before that. Yeah, it's when he gets stabbed by, what you call it, for the first time that he says it. Oh, like, okay. When he goes oh. up to behind him from behind and stabs him. And mm -hmm. then, babe, uh, what's his name? The main character shoots him. He collapses on the ground. He's like, ah, oh, you finally see my cowardice. Oh, yeah, because he tried to kill to him from behind. Yeah. Yeah, like a coward. What an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest. Um, I don't see as cowardly when you find zombies. Superpowered. No, no. I'm sorry, but if you find superpowered immortal zombies, there's no such thing as cowardice. It's... <laughs> A win is a win. <laughs> I guess, yeah. That, um, that's my view. So, Mume uh, hears on the intercom that, you know, they're making an announcement to meet up at, a, I think it's like Gate 13. Um, because um, some of Biba's men, especially the little ninja boy with the blue hair, uh, he shows up at the train and he's like, if you let us join you, we'll tell you how to get out of here. And then she's like, fine, let's do it. But I know even if I say no, you'll just kill us all and take the train. So it doesn't even matter. Um, which is true. They would have. But they join them. Um, they get on the train. Uh, they make the intercom announcement. And uh, Kurusa and Mume uh, essentially see them <coughs> on the train track. And um, they need to get onto the same platform. So Mume throws Zikoma's body into a giant banner that these guys are holding up so they can catch him. <laughs> um, then she jumps up. Kurosu jumps on there, too. They never really show what happened to the doctor, though, do they? So I don't no, even know if he survived so. or not. I, I'm pretty sure, he, I'm pretty sure Kurosu just killed him. <laughs> um, they get on the train. They take off. And um, Mume is trying to wake Ikoma up, up. She keeps slapping him around, she keeps shoving him, and then he wakes up. And he's like, ow, that really hurts, stop moving me so much. And it's at this moment that Mume realizes that Ikoma was injected with the white blood. And she doesn't know how, but she believes Biba was the one who, because Biba also had the white blood on him. 
he had one of the vials before he oh. went to fight in uh-huh. coma. Yeah. Uh-huh. So she believes Biba actually saved Ikoma, but they don't really tell us at what point he injected yeah. him with the white blood. I think it's when he's he the gun. I, I'm thinking it's when he shot him because he wouldn't shoot him and then just throw the gun away for no reason. Yeah. I think I think when he shot him, he somehow shot him with the white blood, and that's how he cured him. Um, so he did one good thing in his terrible life, in my opinion. <laughs> um, <laughs> but essentially, yeah, the anime kind of ends with them uh, taking off on the train to whatever remaining fortress they can get to to live. Um, it's kind of how it ends. Finish. Yeah. Finito. Uh, I found out later on um, that this anime is actually an original anime. It has no source material, so there's no manga. This was literally an anime made from the minds of people who were making an anime. Um, there are There's a movie which is actually the three episodes that are on Netflix. If you remember yeah. when I recommended this anime first, there's only three episodes on Netflix. Turns out that is the movie to the Iron Fortress. I believe it takes place 30 years after the events of the show. Uh, but for some reason, Netflix took the movie and turned it into a three-episode thing. <laughs> for whatever reason. And also, I think the first mo- episode is kind of a recap as well. Is it? Okay. Yeah. So it's just the two episodes then. Well, I think um, it's not a whole episode recap, but it's like... It tells some of the story again, so the so people know, and then it goes straight into the. Ah, okay. Um, so yeah, for those who want to read it, um, I believe they started to do a manga. I think it's like nine issues in, uh, so it's not very far into it. But if you really want to experience it, the anime is really all you got. Um, sure, they can do a second season, but. Where would you go with the second season? Explain the outbreak. I don't know. Um, but yeah. I mean, um, they, they, you can't really have the main characters again because, I guess, spoilers, but they're human now. So. It's true. I mean, you can still have him. I'm pretty sure he can still use his gun. He just can't get bitten anymore. Like, what happens if he gets bitten again? Does he just get infected again? Or because he has the antibodies now, is he just immune to the virus? I guess he's immune until the antibodies wear out. I mean, Mume is kind of useless now. She can't do any of her acrobatic shit anymore. Um, yeah. I'll have to watch the, the Netflix stuff to see what's going on. But, um, but yeah, um, my thoughts, my final thoughts then. Um, just really quickly, I hated Biba. I think his character is the most tropey character that there is. Here's a guy who's a badass who clearly has daddy issues, who's pissed off that daddy abused him when he was a little kid, and he's just angry because daddy abandoned him. You're in a freaking war with the undead. I'm sorry if you didn't get any backup because there wasn't enough people to come help you. You have 450,000 people. These guys fighting with 10 on the train. Get over it, dude. I'm sorry. <laughs> Somehow you survived. And that's the thing. They never really said how he survived. How, yeah. his, just, how his team ever survived. We just know that they survived. He is very good. 
but yeah, it, the, his whole arc really upset me. You had the the woman who was super attracted to him who will die for him, which he clearly did. You have the butler guy who will do anything for him, even if it's killing children, who was the, the green-haired dude with the fucking baton. You had the typical anime ninja guy with the blue hair who thinks he's too cool to, to talk to anybody. Oh like, <laughs> like, his whole team was typical... How do I put this? Stereotypical anime characters compared to everybody else in the show, in my opinion. Like, when they showed up, it's like, oh, look at them. You already know exactly the type of personality they're going to have. I just really hated Biba's character, and I think his motivation was pretty fucking pathetic. He literally wanted to destroy humanity just because daddy beat him when he was a child. He's selfish. He, especially not... Yes, we don't know. We We don't know if the white blood will really affect a full carbonary or carbonite. We don't know, but for the simple fact that you have this and you don't use this, piss me off. Yeah, the fact like, that he literally found a cure for this and he doesn't want to save people with it. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, <sighs> this kind of shit. Yeah. Um, but overall, I well, obviously the animation I think was phenomenal. Um, it's the same animation studio that does Attack on Titan, which if you've ever seen that, is actually really good animated. Um, I like the characters. I love the action. Like I said, this was like a nonstop action anime. There's only just that one episode where there's the downtime. Um, I was totally expecting it to be like a fucking beach bikini episode like every anime yeah. has. <laughs> this th- this had no beach bikini episode. No. <laughs> um, but overall, I thought it was pretty fucking good. Uh, like I said, I love the characters. I've, I loved how everybody kind of played a role. There's a lot of sad death moments here. A lot of characters died who I think could have survived, which is kind of sad. Um, I'm happy that I one did... of my favorite characters that I was worried died, didn't die. Which one was that? Sexy tank top lady. Oh, Yukuna. Yukina? Y- She's the, yeah. the, the train, the, the conductor, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she was pretty cool. Um, yeah, I thought a lot of characters were going to die. Honestly, I thought everybody was going to die on that train, <laughs> except for, like, Ayame. <laughs> um, I'm glad that didn't happen. But, um... But yeah, uh, I thought the story, for the most part, was good. Obviously, I wish more things would have been explained. I do feel they went a little batshit crazy with, you know, the the hybrid colony stuff um, and the super transformed humans combinary. Um, I think it was cool if you had, like, the Kabane who were more evolved than the other ones, like the samurai one. But after that, I think it got a little too much. But um, for the most part, I think it, it, it kind of did what a lot of zombie shows and a lot of zombie movies do, where it kind of stops becoming about the zombies and it becomes about fucking humans killing each other instead of joining forces to kill the fucking undead. Um, and that's what happened here, obviously. So, um, but yeah, um, Alfonso, your thoughts? Yeah, um, very, first of all, Welcome back, Gary, because I, I was telling you it was lacking with the, you know, fucked up anime, and yeah, you, you definitely 
delivered. Um, I told you that this reminds me of a anime before that you recommended, and you couldn't remember the name, and I had to go back and think about it. This kind of reminds me of Sakura Wars, in a way, if you remember. Oh, your, that one, okay. Yeah, with the, the I can't remember the people's name, but with the guy and just using the girls who had the wing, one who actually loved him, but he actually preferred the the smaller girl. Yeah, this reminds me just like this. It's like I mean, yes, the plot. I mean, obviously the plot is different, but they were both dicks, and they just cared about destroying humanity. They that's like ah, that's why I guess I love this this one so much because I did enjoy that that anime, and it, it just kind of remind me of that. Um. I, I'm still confused with the whole trying to contain the virus. That didn't make sense to me at all. Like I said, I'm mad that Biba didn't want to save humanity because he had the cure. That pissed me off. But animation, the fight scenes were all great. And um, yeah, I, I, I need to watch this movie to see what happens. Because I, I want to see I maybe maybe they, they find how to replicate the cure? I don't know. Maybe they take the cure from Yumi and and uh, what's his name? Uh, Ikoma. Ikoma, and yeah, kind of reproduce the the cure since they have it in the system. I don't know. Maybe, but um, yeah. Overall, it was good, and for me, I I, I will give it a nine. Nine. I I did want to also mention because I'm glad you brought up the the characters' dynamics. I'm really happy. That this anime really didn't have like a love interest storyline going on. I guess you can say Ikomas and Mumei's kind of is, but it's more that he wants to save her from essentially killing herself, which I wouldn't yeah. really say is a love story. Like the closest thing is Ayame and her bodyguard, Kurusu. But even then, they kind of don't really do yeah. much with it. Mm-hmm. And that really made me happy because it's more about survival rather than I'm going to go save the girl because she's everything to me. Fuck everybody else. You know? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I was really happy about that. Because like early on in that downtime episode, he made a promise to Mume that he's going to cure her. He's going to mm-hmm. let her eat rice because they haven't been able to eat rice since whatever happened. Um, he promised her he's going to cure her. And that's literally what he was trying to do was essentially save her from herself. Mm-hmm. Uh, ben, final thoughts? Um, I think you pretty much all covered what I felt. Um, <coughs> I, I, I don't know. It's probably not up there 9.5 for me. But I would give it a, a 7. Like, okay. I don't know. I, some of it was just not great for me. Um, so yeah, I think a 7. And one of those points is because of the hot train lady. <laughs> nice, dude. Um, I didn't yeah. get my score. I forgot. Uh, I'm going to give it an 8. Personally. I thought it was. It started off really strong, but towards the end it got a little too anime-ish for me. Uh, I like that it was more kind of realistic toward the, toward the beginning of it. And the survival story rather than, oh, now we have giant fucking monsters and it's man-made and stuff like that. Um. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Kabanari of the Iron Fortress. That was the anime. Watch it on HBO Max, Amazon Prime, and Crunchyroll. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not on Funimation. Um, Alfonso, 
Yeah. It is your turn to tell us what we're going to watch. Okay. My recommendation for the bi-weekly. Um, it's on Crunchyroll, and I'm choosing Battle Game in 5 Seconds. Battle um, Game in 5 Seconds? Yes. Okay. Um, think of <laughs> High high Rise Evasion. It's similar to High Rise Evasion, but instead of the female protagonist, the male protagonist, instead of the mask, they just have random abilities. And it's basically the same thing, where you're fighting for survival. You're in the game, they got, well, yeah, you're transported to a different world, and it's a game fighting for survival. It starts off a little slow, but it really picks up after uh, the first four episodes. A lot of people say it's underrated, and it's not that good, but I, I feel it to have potential to move on for a second season. Um, 12 episodes, if I remember. Yes, 12 episodes, and yeah, I, I really enjoy it, especially for the character, because as you will see with the main protagonist, his name is Akira, you will see why I like this character. It's just how he strategized to move on to the next level. So yeah, battle game in five seconds. Alrighty. Battle game in five seconds. That is our anime. Alfonso, since you were talking, shout outs and where can people reach you? Uh, shout out to all the listeners, all the followers. Once again, Gary, thank you for that. I, I need a little little messed up anime because it's, it's been a while. And like I said, not too much, but not too less. It, it was right there in the middle. And I like I said, I enjoyed it. And, um, so follow me on Twitter at Ali Shansane. Hot, Ben? Uh, shout out to this Porygon 2 I just caught in Pokemon. Um. <laughs> uh, but no, seriously, shout out to everyone that listens. Thank you to uh, the pub, to the anime, Gary. It was good. Um, it was a little dark, but I don't think it was as dark as you normally do, so I enjoyed that, so thank you. Oh, thanks. Um, <laughs> shout out to everyone that listens. Um, yeah, you can reach me at MG underscore Chili. Alrighty, you can reach me on Twitter at Gagalush, that's J-G-L-A-U-S-H. Thank you guys for joining me. It's been fun, but it's now done. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.